The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with the top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here's your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners. Welcome to the 181st ever show of All Around Sports. Reach Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this week and what's coming up for the weekend. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at iirsports one word dot com as always i will give you my highlights lowlights and bizarre news items from this past week also later in the show we will be joined by our weekly call-in expert ap stedham of bama magazine well i'm back from dallas settled in for the past week uh after being in dallas to attend the and cover the first ever college football playoff game, which was spectacular. And no sooner did I get back than I had the good fortune to go to the AFC Championship game, 20 minutes from my house, between the Colts and the Patriots. And we all know any, nobody's talking about the game. Uh, so that leads right into my highlight of the week, which is just simply the nonstop, breathless coverage of Gate. As a journalist, I love a big story, and this is certainly that and more, with literally the entire nation yesterday transfixed on Tom Brady and Bill Bill Belichick's news conferences, again at nearby Gillette Stadium. It was the lead story, their two press conferences, last night on the NBC Evening News, CBS Evening News, ABC Evening News as well as celebrity shows like Extra and all those other shows that run around in the early evening here, East Coast time. So, I mean, it just simply doesn't get any bigger than that. The lead story on the three major network evening news shows were Bill Belichick and Tom Brady's press conferences. I mean, it's just really incredible when you step back and just think about it. That said, it is really fun to be here in the shadow of Foxborough as New Englanders close ranks. Uh, Having lived in New England, I'm not from here, but I've been up here for a while, many years. And the essence of New Englanders, for me, is that, you know, we can talk about our guys and it's okay, but others cannot talk about our guys. 
that is not okay. And that to me, uh, you know, it's another way of saying that, you know, when you come into New England as an outsider, it takes a while to be come an insider, but once you are, that's it, you're in the family. And, you know, Brady's, you know, no different, as is Belichick for that matter. They didn't grow up here, but to say that they are all-time sports heroes here on the Mount Rushmore would be an understatement. And so it's just uh, something to behold, uh, how New Englanders uh, are simply, you know, sticking by their guys. They literally showed people picking up their Super Bowl tickets on the news today, uh, picking them up at Gillette Stadium, and everybody interviewed, of course, was from New England Patriots season ticket holders, and were just totally all in with uh, Belichick and Brady, who, by the way, you know, they both, you know, put themselves out there with their flat-out denials of the of knowing anything about the deflation, so... Uh, give him a lot of credit for just stepping up in front of the microphones before, again, a national, if not international, audience to say what they said. Um, and that leads into, you know, my bizarre, bizarre story of the week, the bizarre aspect of this, which is the reversal of roles in yesterday's press conferences where, at the end of the day, Belichick was praised and Brady was criticized. When has that ever happened? Like, never. And, you know, just seeing Gillette Stadium as the center of the sports media world and then having the quick determinations that, uh, you know, that Belichick had performed admirably. He shocked everyone, including me, by, you know, coming out and simply uh, taking it head on and talking for, you know, like five ten minutes, uh, you know, having had having sat through many Bill Belichick press conferences at Gillette, including uh, the Spygate era. Um, you know, I thought perhaps he might take that tactic. Uh, we'll call it the uh, on we're on to Cincinnati tactic, but he did not. He, he I think surprised everybody. And he could not have been, you know, for him, more expansive and, uh, you know, presenting his case that he, bottom line, knew nothing about it. Then Tom Brady, uh, you know, simply talked for like a half an hour, which is, you know, a long, long time. And hearing the, uh, in both press conferences, but I thought especially with Brady, just hearing every, after every answer he gave, like the shout out from the uh, hundreds of media and dozens of cameras, you know, in the room and just hearing everybody just, you know, scream out to try to get their question heard and answered was, you know, again, for, for journalists like myself, it doesn't get any better than that. Just listening to all that, I've sat through a number of them over the years, so I know exactly the scene, the room, the setting. And uh, so that was just, again, priceless in, in my book. Um, but that leads into my low light of the week, which is just how seemingly everyone just 
simply did not believe Tom Brady. And, you know, if you woke up yesterday morning and just said by the end of this day, you know, Tom Brady is going to be uh, basically criticized by everyone for his performance in his press conference, uh, it's just a shocking development, you know, for the golden boy. I mean, we just need to step back here. And I'll go back, you know, to Belichick praise, Brady criticized, uh, you, you know, this is a world turned upside down, to put it mildly. Um, I was just, again, stunned. Uh, you know, I w watched it on ESPN. I could have watched it on any one of probably dozens of channels from, you know, news channels to sports channels. But as soon as it was over, you know, Brian Dawkins, Jerome Bettis, and Mark Brunel immediately, immediately expressed their disappointment in, uh, in Brady's press conference. And it just really surprised me. And I think ever since then, there's been, uh, that's been the general uh, consensus, you know, from Troy Aikman's uh, criticism of Brady, uh, right on down the line. I mean, that, that's, that's been the take home, if there is one, from yesterday is uh, Tom Brady being criticized. And again, this is, this is uh, breaking new ground for where Tom Brady is concerned. Um, so I, I was just, again, surprised. I, I thought he performed, uh, you know, okay. A tough situation, you know. Uh, again, having been in the room, standing in front of a media horde, for a half an hour. That is not an easy thing to do. Trust me. Um, so, yeah. So, it was just really, uh, <laughs> again, you know, a, a monumental, if not landmark day in the history of the Patriots, sports journalism in general, uh, you know, the NFL, of course, and just everybody associated with this to see how this story has grown has just been, you know, this week has just been just nothing short of remarkable. Um, you know, won't say we haven't seen anything like it before, but it is pretty, uh, you know, it, it, it feels like it is, again, just captured the nation, uh, you know, unlike any story since the recent NFL stories of this past season. So it is just, uh, again, can't wait to see how it all pans out for Super Bowl week. I've been to a number of Super Bowl media days in person. And if this story is not somehow resolved or in some fashion beyond what it, where it stands at this moment, media day could be the all-time, all-time media circus. So now as my former co-host, Lee Mont Williams from Outside the Huddle, likes to say, it's time to pay some bills, so let's take our break. Next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. 
We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. It's time to let the ladies do some sports talking around here. The sports girls take over the Voice America Sports Channel every Monday for The Inside Score. Beth Silverberg, Chin Chin Ong, and Stacey DeBerry are here to showcase the athletes, the coaches, and the foundations that change lives. In addition, we'll have a ton of regular features and a featured guest sports girl every week. You'll hear the stories you need to hear from the people that make the difference. The Inside Score is heard every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern or Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when we often have guests, and on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. And A.P., how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, John. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you, as always, for calling in. Uh, and... I talked in the first segment about Deflate Gate. Uh, got at, and I was at the game, so I can now say uh, I was at what will turn out to be one of the more famous games in NFL history. Not that anything occurred during the game that we are aware of, but now this game will live forever. So I'm dying to know. I'm dying to know your thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, John, it'll live forever, not because of the score, but because of the uh, goings-on behind the scenes. Exactly. So, uh, you're just going to have to mention that deflate gate, and right away it'll pop into your head. Yeah, and it's funny because it was a crazy day, weather day here in New England. Let's start with that. You know, uh, they were talking about the veritable wall of water coming our way, so heading over to the game and everything. <coughs> Excuse me, a lot of anticipation. Again, it's the AFC Championship game. Everybody was pumped. The weather was crazy, and uh, I kept saying to the person I went to the game with, you know, that uh, I felt something memorable 
what happened. I just had that feeling. I went to the Snow Bowl, and I knew. I, I, I didn't have a feeling that night. I knew that was going to be memorable back in the day. But uh kept having a feeling about this game. Little could I have known that it was not like anything memorable occurred that night, this side of 45 to 7 or whatever. But, uh, <laughs> but of course, it all, as, as Bill Belichick so eloquently put it, it all changed the next morning in a hurry, didn't it? Same with Brady. Uh, first thing when they woke up on Monday morning, as they both said, uh, the world had changed. Um, it has been a wild week here in New England. I know you're not from here, nor am I. I know you lived here, as do I, but I know you're not living here at the moment, living down south. Uh, what are your thoughts from afar of Deflate Gate and everything that you've seen this week? Yeah, I think, John, when you hear something happening in New England, right away you're thinking, oh, it's, it's another incident. I mean, you're not surprised. So because of the uh, things that happened in the past with Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots, uh, so when they come up to the microphone and the podium and they're answering questions, uh, I think it's natural that you're going to uh, hesitate to believe all their answers. Exactly, and that seems to be, you know, a general consensus, uh, you know, nationally, you know, more so than not. You know, from my perspective, I just love, you know, switching back and forth between, like, the national and the local coverage of this. I mean, and I do it, frankly, nonstop all week, um, you know, to get, like, the national perspective, which is generally negative, critical, whatever you want to call it, not believing, and then flip it back to the local news where they're interviewing, for instance, this morning, season ticket holders picking up their Super Bowl tickets and the staunch defense of defending their own. And I, as I said at the top of the show, no one, no one defends their own like New Englanders, you know? <laughs> That's for sure. Do you agree with that? Like I've always said, you know, not being from here, and I know you're not either, is, you know... It takes a while to become, you know, accepted and a member of the family in New England. But once you're in, you're in, and then you're part of the family. And it's okay for other people, for for us, to say stuff about each other. But it is not okay for people outside to say negative things about New Englanders. So, <laughs> do you do you agree with that? Yeah, I, I think so. I think so, John. Yeah, they're kind of uh, thin skinned when it comes to criticism from from afar and you know they they like to uh you know razz their own but they, they don't want anybody else to do the same exactly i i truly believe that is the essence of new englanders character and culture i, I genuinely believe that um and in this case ap it's never been better i got you know again closing ranks would be in just an inadequate way of describing what's happening up here and it's building you know the the worse it gets on the outside the the, the more closing ranks it's occur is occurring like inside <laughs> and again it, it's just you, you know this is really uh you know amazing to watch and just be a part of and you know luckily in this day and age i can you know at the mere flip of a switch i can you know get the outside perspective, ESPN, whatever, or just, you know, 
flick right back and get the you know the local news, whatever, which is by the way nonstop. I mean nonstop, of course, um, and get you know the local perspective. So it's uh, you know the, the the ultimate contrast that frankly I can never remember uh, you know in in sports journalism really or or a sports story. Uh, you know, and certainly since Spygate. I mean, that was another example, but it's like Spygate was like the training ground, the preseason for how this all works when the outside world, you know, is coming at their, at, at the New England guys. But now they prefer, they've gotten good at it. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, they sure have. And uh, I, I think, John, one of the interesting parts about this is some of the people have spoken, spoken up with such strong opinions Exactly. World. Troy Aikman is really like, you know, making bold, you know, statements for him. I mean, you know, it's just not how I've seen him talk in the past. And uh, AP, I watched it on ESPN yesterday and Brady's press conference. And boy, the minute it ended, the moment it ended, they switched right to, you know, Jerome Bettis, Brian Dawkins, and Mark Brunel, who just instantly, you know, expressed their disappointment in the Brady press conference. I mean, it was just swift. And I was I was startled. You, you know, I hadn't even quite absorbed it all myself. So, uh, and, you know, that's continued. So, you're right. People are putting themselves out there. That's for sure. I mean, uh, John, it, it, it sounds like they couldn't wait to voice their opinion uh, about what transpired and to you know, attack Tom Brady. Exactly. Um, you know, and as you and I both know, we've, we've, you know, covered a lot of sports in our life, and we were just with the national media ourselves a mere, you know, Two weeks ago, um, down in Dallas for the college football national championship. So we know, you know, what it's like with it when the media gathers, and uh, they've they gathered like they've never gathered before yesterday in Foxborough. That's for sure. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's you know, but there's again, there's history, there's agendas, there's you know, so much to it, and that's on both sides. That's you know, New England residents, fans, season ticket holders, as well as you know, uh, those outside New England, you know, with their history and and whatnot with the Patriots, you know, including you know, current former players, to put it mildly. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and it's not from just one segment of uh, this. The football world. It's from you know former coaches uh, John Madden and former right. quarterbacks, running backs. I mean, of course Richard Sherman got involved. Of course, I mean, uh, and these are people. Some of the people you're thinking they they normally don't. They're not that controversial, or they don't seek the limelight in these uh, these types of issues. Bingo. You just hit the nail right on the head. That is the thing that has surprised me most is people, names, household names, but they've, they're not household names because they speak up around controversial issues and yet here they are. Just like you said, John Madden, Troy Aikman, you know, uh, Jerry Rice, you know, just people who 
uh, typically, you know, are not part of these types of, uh, you know, controversies, so to speak. And yet, not only have they been weighing in, which is slightly unusual for them, but they've been weighing in, you know, with, uh, you know, very, very strong opinions. Uh, the story is to say it's taken on a life of its own would not even begin to describe it. As I said at the top of the show, lead story last night on ABC, NBC, and CBS evening news shows, as well as, you know, the celebrity shows that follow them, like Extra and whatnot, just across the board. To say this is crossed over would, again, be a complete understatement. And then the social media world, that's another aspect. Going crazy. Funny stuff, the New York Daily News and Post headlines have been priceless, to put it mildly. Yeah, John, I mean, they're, they're going to have a ball with that in New York, and no pun intended there. <laughs> <laughs> right, people are making puns, and you can't even help yourself. I mean, we're all, we're all hearing about the Gillette Flex Ball that was, uh, you know literally in everybody's face all day long yesterday and as the backdrop to Brady and Belichick talking. And, yeah, I mean, it's open season on Patriot detractors, and they are legion before this. If you rewound the clock to last Sunday, I, I think you're still talking about 95% of America, you know, roots against the Patriots. Now it's, you know, <laughs> it's that figure and higher, I'm sure. But, yeah. It's open season. What else can you say? In every possible way, funny, competitive, people with histories, you know, whatever. Whatever floats people's boats, they're just, nobody's being shy. I guess that's really what we're both trying to say. Like, nobody's being shy on this one. No, they're, they're, they're coming with both, you know, jumping in with both feet. Uh, to sound off, and uh, maybe it's uh, something that's kind of laid dormant for years. People have known about the Patriots and their their uh, method of operation behind the scenes, and it just came a good uh, opening to sound off. Uh, that they something they've known all these years, and it, it's a, kind of like a hush hush around the league. But now that it's out in the open, you, you don't feel. Uh, you know, it's vulnerable if you came out by yourself. Right. Nobody seems to care if, like, for instance, if the Patriots were to be vindicated, you know, people just don't care. They're just saying what they're saying, and the reverse is true, too. If the Patriots were to be found guilty, people supporting them, they just don't care. I mean, everybody is just, again, gloves off, firing out their opinions in every way on this. And, uh, again, it's just really something to see. And... You know, I mean, you and I, let's not forget, just two weeks ago, down in uh, Dallas, um, you know, there was the John Harbaugh screaming about the rules, and we were in Dallas, so we were around sports media. I heard a lot of people, you know, you know, just saying, like, even though everyone agreed it was within the rules, nothing illegal was done, the Patriots did nothing illegal, but obviously John Harbaugh, coach of the Ravens, was upset. People were still criticizing the Patriots. That's what they do. It was like, you know, kind of, I heard a couple of, like, same old patriots, even though 100% of the people agreed they had not broken a rule. But just the perception that they were employing trickery that hadn't been seen before is enough to get people, you know, talking, talking negatively about them. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, Bill Belichick, there's no one better at studying the rules and, and coming up with various ways to skirt right up to the edge. Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, just to say that, you know, the Patriots are a lightning rod, uh, and they have been for a long time, but it has never been, you know, more electric than right now. So with that said, AP, uh, I know you're down, uh, been over to the Senior Bowl. So why don't we take our break now? And on the other side, we'll talk a little uh, Senior Bowl, speaking of being around a lot of media. I'm sure that it seems like there's a lot down there. I've been watching the coverage on NFL Network. And uh, so, yeah, we'll talk a little Senior Bowl on the other side. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Lockdown coverage. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144. Or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham of Bama Magazine. And A.P. spent the whole show talking about the Flategate so far. And, uh, you know, the, one of the funny things about this, no pun intended, is that there is just so many jokes around this. I mean, be it plays on words, intentional and unintentional puns, Andrew Luck at the Pro Bowl the other day, you know, using a funny play on words for him that was clearly, you know, prepped. It just didn't pop out of his mouth. But you're down there at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama. And, w- and what are you seeing as far as, seeing and hearing as far as Deflategate goes? 
Yeah, there's the, the usual jokes, John, about the Patriots and all the usual underhanded things they try to win football games, and you know, that's the extent of it, really. Yeah. Well, again, you know, this is not brain surgery. This is, uh, you know, this is football, and, you know, I don't know that I remember anything quite like this with the humor attached because it has just been legion so far with, you know, newspaper headlines and, you know, just the social media, of course, just absolutely going to town, you know, with the, all the just, you know, where do you start? The material is like at an all time high as far as having as one to have fun with. And, uh, and everybody is following. But anyway, let's move on. How is the Senior Bowl? How are the practices going? Yeah, I had a nice day. The first day was actually Tuesday. And uh, <clears throat> I was at the South practice, which they hold across the bay at uh, Federal High School. And uh, <clears throat> the beautiful field over there. And Nick Saban always comes down, don't worry, that first day to support his players. So he was he was there and spoke to the media and uh, Alabama's got four players there. Uh, Justin Fowler, fullback, and Austin Shepard, offensive tackle. Ari Quanjo, offensive guard. And, of course, Blake Sims, the quarterback. Okay. And, wow. Uh, so, yeah. So, you know, they're, they're trying to improve their stock status. And, of course, I, I don't think there's really, uh, the, at the quarterback position, uh, uh, a, a player that, jumps off the board and say we must pick him. So, you know, Blake Sims, maybe he'll get a chance to be a backup for someone. Uh, you know, he's shown he can kind of compete, and when you need 96 quarterbacks, uh, you know, he's a good teammate, and uh, he played under pressure at a big school, so maybe he'll have a chance. And plus, he can, you know, get get on the edge as uh, like a Russell Wilson type, and he's that, he's that size and uh, has shown the ability to make some good throws. Right, right. Um, so that was the South practice, and I can only imagine Nick Saban showing up at a high, at a high school field in Alabama. That's uh, that's big news. Uh, yeah. And w- what did Nick have to say? Any interesting thoughts or perspective uh, from him? Yeah, he, he was there just to really support his players, and he's always glad that they're getting an opportunity to showcase their talents. You know, after their career at Alabama, <clears throat> and he he. Uh, He's done this for many, many years, uh, makes that annual trek to come to Mobile and the surrounding area and make sure that he th- gets to take a fo- you know, has a photo opportunity with the four players, you know, which I, I tweeted out or I, I used in some of my stories, actually. So it, it's, it's great for him to be there. And then Auburn has uh, Auburn has six players, as a matter of fact. And so Gus Malzahn, he was here yesterday. Really? That practice was over at, uh, yeah, and that practice was over at uh, Ladd Stadium, the where the game will be played uh, on Saturday at 3 o'clock Central Time on NFL Network. Okay, wow, that's interesting. Um, so, now, who are some of the uh, bigger-name players that you've seen, uh, you know, at the practices? Well, r- right, well, uh, for instance, uh, you know, at the... Uh, uh, it's a wide receiver position. You got the player from Miami. Uh, oh yes, I know. Philip, right, Philip Dorsett. Dorset, uh, right, right. A quick slot receiver. 
Sure. Little, yeah, Lily got makes a lot of a lot of catches. Maybe uh, sometimes not as consistent he needs to be, but he's very quick. Very quick Absolutely. off the line of scrimmage. Uh, you know, you have him, and <clears throat> also the yeah, quarterback position. Uh, position you have uh, quarterback from Baylor is there, and uh, Bryce Bryce he, Petty. Yeah, Bryce. He's a big, strong kid. You know, oh, big name, big name. Yeah, I guess. He's thick, you know, big, must be about 230 or so. Absolutely, so he, yeah. Um, he, he could be a Roethlisberger type of quarterback and great arm, obviously. Yeah, yeah, probably so, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, one of the other good players, that, you know, is that Cody Pruitt out of Ole Miss at safety. Oh, yeah, right. He's, good. He's a very good player. Yeah, he's kind of tall and, you know, something you look for in a one of those safeties can make tackles and get to the ball. So, so AP, you're seeing uh, there are a lot of media, a lot of scouts there. Uh, you know, the practices, you know, pretty pretty cool. Like, you, you know, yeah, happening. There's, there's, yeah, yeah. There's uh, hundreds of representatives from the NFL, scouts, and assistant coaches, and general managers, and GMs, and they're just all over the place. And then, of course, at the hotel, that's always a great you know, fertile ground, they have discussions and, you know, meet guys looking for jobs and all, all kind of things happen. Uh, agents are around and, yeah, there's all kind of people that show up to this game for various reasons, as you can right. imagine. Exactly. Yeah, I think the media, there's been a lot of media coverage. I've been watching a fair amount on the NFL Network and uh, and it's great to see, you know, because you and I had lunch with Phil Savage uh, a couple of years ago at the American Athletic Conference Football Media Day. And, uh, you know, I know you knew him. I was just meeting him for the first time. I could not have been more impressed. So I'm not surprised that this is such a first-class event and, you know, clearly, uh, you know, a big draw by any stretch of the imagination. He's the executive director, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yes, and Phil, he's the perfect person to have... Uh as the executive director of the former general manager of Cleveland Browns, he he makes uh, the players accessible. I mean, there's there's in the neighborhood of like 110 players, John. So okay. when you're in the lobby in the evening, I mean, there's people actually giving interviews right in the lobby. You know, scouts are talking to players, and uh, whereas at the combine, if it's over 300 something, and it's kind of more regimented, where you have like a 15 minute window, where this is something that goes on for the week and you're able to sit down with somebody informally and, and talk to that player. I mean, it's tremendous accessibility for the player and the, the uh, NFL personnel. That's great. That's perfect. And, you know, in a bit of a inform, informal atmosphere. And, you know, let's also not forget that Phil Savage is uh, a commentator on ESPN. He's on many of the roundtable discussions and, uh, so, you know, he gets the media thing as well. So I'm sure it's a very media-friendly event, additionally. Yeah, he understands all the sides. I mean, being on the, in the media, with, you know, with the media, and also having been on the operational side. So, Phil, he, he's a great person that comprehends the entire process. I mean, he understands the agents are there, and the assistant coaches, and general managers, scouts, and... Uh, Family members, uh, media members, he, 
And and Phil himself, I mean, he always has a moment for you. Right. I, again, could not have been more impressed when we had lunch with him that day. I thought he was just terrific. Easy to be around and just knowledgeable and personable and, and just really an impressive guy in, in every way. And he's creative. He's always looking for ways to improve the experience for the players, uh, for the media, for the people with the NFL. Uh, and, you know, Phil, he, he travels around the country and he makes an honest evaluation. He's always trying to get players to uh, participate because I think it's in their best interest, really, to be there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, these, you know, these all-star game settings are great. You know, I've been to, you know, the U.S. Army All-American Bowl the last few years. Uh, and, you know, I, uh, many college and high school all-star games obviously occurring this time of year. And uh, so, yeah, you know, they're just a great opportunity a reward for the season and just a great opportunity for everybody who's heading to their next level to get to meet people at the level they're headed to. But with that said, why don't we uh, take our break AP and uh, coming back, we'll do the final segment and still lots more to talk about on the other side. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in host jd harris and ray austin are here to lead the forum from the fans former players owners execs and coaches while inside the man cave you do whatever you like we won't judge we'll even go beyond sports to talk technology current events and entertainment Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. 
You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I am your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham of Bama Magazine. And before we get started with A.P., my pick of the weekend for appointment viewing in this well-known week in between, shall we say. Uh, Really just two All-Star games. It's All-Star game weekend, so to speak, which is, of course, the Pro Bowl on Sunday night, which, by the way, always draws big ratings uh, before you start laughing. (laughs) And uh, also the uh, NHL All-Star game as well so this is uh and and to boot we're getting a big snowstorm our first one of the year here in new england tomorrow so uh might have to tune into some college basketball which is great but a little earlier than i typically start to uh tune in but i may be doing that tomorrow afternoon but ap uh you know it's not all about Deflategate these days. There are other things occurring in the world of football, college, and NFL. Uh, what are you hearing these days in the college football front? Yeah, one interesting uh, development, John, is the full cost of attendance for any NCAA athletes was approved by the, the 65 power schools. And uh, the cost of attendance, it's generally between around $2,000 to $5,000. And that, that's dictated by a figure that's, uh, that's sent to the uh, Department of Education in Washington. So uh, one thing I'm trying to figure out here is will each school be paying the same amount for the total cost of attendance over that will, will vary by campus? Because if that's the case, then if the X school offers 2000 why school offers 3000 Is that a competitive advantage? Because I don't think they came up with a uniform number. Huh. Interesting. I had not heard that. That's uh, Thank you for bringing that to our attention. I mean, there there's a lot going on in the world of college football with kind of, you know, it's a sea change on stuff like this, uh, you know, and, you know, student-athletes being paid, what have you, uh, Things they be a changing, uh, you know, to say the least. So, pretty interesting to watch. Um, and let's face it, college, college sports, college football in particular, has never been in a greater spot. I mean, what you and I witnessed in Dallas was really something pretty special. And yeah, I just want—I did want to just mention this. You know, I, I've been following all the follow-up. From uh, you know, from the college football playoff, and you know, across all sorts of platforms, and you know, the the acclaim has been unanimous of what a great event it was, and that you and I witnessed and were part of. I mean, it was really spectacular, and I think everybody was just thrilled. Yes, yes, John. It was quite a well-run event, and I don't know if I've ever seen something start off in the first year that had so much success. 
Correct. Right out, right out of the starting gate. I mean, there didn't be any any hitches uh, to, to the, you know, putting on that whole show in Dallas there. I mean, it went very smoothly. And the ratings were fantastic. And um, I think, uh, you know, that it's only going to get better, I believe. Yeah, well, let's start with the fact it was the highest rated show in t- cable television history. I mean, that's it. That's all you need to know right there. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, you can just stop the discussion right there. Um, not that we're going to, because it was, again, just so well handled. And, you know, I was reading Sports Business Journal, which had some just great articles on it uh, of just, you know, how it's going to grow, number one. How it was Super Bowl-like, but not like the Super Bowl, week and game itself, separately and together. And that, you know, that they don't necessarily want it to be, you know, identical to the Super Bowl, you know. Uh, but, again, what, I, what I've been saying, you know, for a long time and certainly after returning, it, it will now be an American sporting tradition, the first, second, excuse me, second Monday of every January. And this year, and they talked about this, you'll, you'll relate to this since you were at the, uh, you covered the Alabama-Ohio State semifinal game, that New Year's night at the Sugar Dome, or Superdome, excuse me, Sugar Bowl. And coming up this year, as in a year from now, the two semifinal games will be played on New Year's Eve. And they said, I hadn't even thought about this. They said two out of every three years, that's going to be the case. Um, so they're facing a whole new set of challenges and they talk very candidly. And this is, you know, the college football playoff organization just talking about how they want to, you know, the way they did it this past year with New Year's Day, like the old days, like we grew up with, uh, you know, now they have a bit of a new challenge and, trying to make it part of people's New Year's Eves. So it's going to be evolving, changing, improving, uh, but, you, you know, it couldn't have gone better for the... F- it could not have gone better for the first year. That's for darn sure. Yeah, yeah John, I, I, um, I think this is going to be really interesting how it plays on New Year's Eve night. Uh because I mean, that's a time when people are, you know, they plan and they way in advance and they're usually out. So I don't know how it's going to work out. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, you know, they'll get it right based on what I've seen. Um, you know, again, it will be new and different. Uh, and, you know, but it, it is happening. That much we know. And next year is going to be, Miami, the Orange Bowl for one of the semifinal games, and the Cotton Bowl for the other. And then two years from now, and then the national championship game will be in Phoenix. And then two years from now, the semifinal games, I believe, will be the Peach Bowl and the Fiesta Bowl. And then the national championship game will be in Tampa. So, so I think that means two years from now, the, games will, the semifinal games will also be on New Year's Eve. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I mean, it's, I, I don't know if they they thought about this prospect of being on New Year's Eve. I mean, I'm sure they did, but 
to me, it just seems like you're going to miss out uh, to some degree, some of your fan base. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure exactly why or whatever, uh, but, you know, they are what they are. And, you, you know, I mean, again, you and I and millions of others grew up with big games, big bowl games on New Year's Day. That was like so much a part of our childhood and beyond that, you know, I loved, you know, the games. And you were there, for gosh sakes. Um, you know, but I love those two games, the Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl being the semifinals on New Year's night and, uh, and late afternoon and then followed by the night game that you attended. Uh, so, but yeah, you know, there, I mean, for people like you and I, you know, uh, we have no problem, I don't think, building our New Year's Eve around college football semifinal games, right? No, no, no problem. We're going to watch the game. If they said it was, uh, you know, 5 o'clock in the morning, we're going to find some way to be in front of that TV or, or be there. That's exactly right. I mean, what we're talking about here is, you know, and I can easily make the case that, you know, it will enhance my New Year's Eve or your New Year's Eve. Uh, you know, that means I, there's something fun for sure to do with New Year's Eve, and we'll see if anything better or adjunct or whatever comes along, all well and good. But, you know, what we're talking about here is, you know, the casual sports fan. People who, you know, may have sat down on New Year's night because they're used to sit watching bowl games maybe throughout their life, even though there was a few years where it, it wasn't quite what it was when we grew up, but now it looks like it's back. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, we're talking about the casual sports fan, and will they you know, make it a point to adjust their New Year's Eve or to find themselves, you know, make sure there's a TV nearby, although there's always a TV nearby, you know, in today's society, right? Yeah, yeah, but, I just, I'm, I'm just questioning that, uh, you know, that situation, see if it's going to turn out in their favor. And uh, the way they had it this year on the New Year's Day was perfect, I thought. So why tamper with perfection? But I guess maybe the Rose Bowl gets in the, is in the middle of that situation. So if you would, you know, if you want to have one of those games, then you're probably going to have to have it before the Rose Bowl, then then have the Rose Bowl, then then have the other game at night. Yeah, no, it, it's fascinating. I mean, I really hadn't thought about it, and you know, I didn't know that the games next year were going to be on New Year's Eve, but I didn't know. Just really didn't think about it, but it was clearly addressed by a CFP executive who said, you know, now they, in the Sports Business Journal article, that now they have a new, you know, uh, twist on next year's games, semifinals, since they are clearly on New Year's Eve. Um, so, should be interesting. Um, but again, you know, just back to the, you, you know, the real topic, which was simply, you know, what a great job they did. And, you know, if anybody, based on what I saw in Dallas, can figure out this New Year's Eve thing and, in fact, maximize it, uh, it would be these guys. Uh, you know, let's not forget there's a history of, you know, both college and also NFL famous games, you know, played on, like, New Year's Eve or Christmas Eve or Christmas Day and, of course, New Year's Day. So, you know, sports and holidays have quite a history together. So if there's a way, I think these people are going to figure it out. 
yeah, they'll they'll, they'll determine the uh, success. They sure will. They'll they'll have every everything planned out to a T. I'm sure they'll they'll recognize any flaws and correct them if they must. And uh, I'm sure it'll be successful. Yes, no doubt about it. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be great. And it was just again such a. Uh, just such a perfect weekend down there in Dallas, except for the weather, um, where, you know, just all the various things, the concerts, the the media party, what have you, just loved it, just loved it, and uh, could not have been more impressed. So, again, new tradition on the American sports calendar, that's for sure. But AP, hard to believe, we're at the end of the show. I want to thank you again, as always, for calling in, especially since I know you're a little under the weather. Um, so just thank you for taking the time and offering your unique perspective as always. Well, thank you, John. It's always my pleasure. All right. And as always, thank you all for listening to all around sports and we look forward to doing it again next Friday at 1 PM Eastern time. Thanks again for tuning in to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.